You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Milder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. Many of us are going through different things in our lives right now. Life is a journey where God is busy taking you from where you are to where God wants you to be. Turn to the person next to you and say, God is in control of your life. Family, listen to me. Today is your encounter with Jesus. Jesus is the one pursuing you. God is much closer to you than what you realize. He's on his way to help you and to assist you in whatever you are going through. The Bible teaches us that Jesus calls himself the vine and we are the branches. That's how close you are to God. He is the vine and you are the branches. If you know that God is with you, close to you, whatever you are facing right now, you will view it and look at it in a different way. Might be saying, you don't know what I'm going through. Family, the Bible teaches us in Romans 8, verse 28, that God is busy working everything out for your good. That means he can turn evil into good. That which is against you, he can turn it around that it will be for you because he is God and he's in control of your life. When you are facing some challenges, difficulties, never see it as something that's final. Turn to the person next to you and say, what you are facing right now is not final because God has planned good things for you. When God looks at you, he sees success. God did not create you to be a failure. God has not created anybody to be a failure, but he has good plans for you. The things that he is thinking about you is not to harm you, is not to hurt you, but it's to help you. Sometimes we go through things and we ask why. Have you ever gone through something where you've not done anything wrong? You were just doing what God told you to do, and suddenly you find yourself in a situation where you say, why? Life is a journey. Life is a journey. Turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Genesis chapter 37. A while back, my wife and myself, we, we traveled to go look at some churches and the special needs classrooms that some of the churches has got. But as we traveled there, on our way back, suddenly as we stopped over in Dakar, they told us, you're not going to be flying back to South Africa today. There's a problem with the aircraft. Some part was not working the way it's supposed to work. They said, you cannot take off. And we had to wait 24 hours before we could fly back. And sometimes life is like that. Something just happens that causes a delay. 
But who of you know that if we got on that plane and everything was not perfect, it could have been detrimental. The plane could have crashed. So sometimes when there's a stopover, don't get stuck there. It's a mere stopping interval. A mere stopping interval. Our destination, our end was still to arrive in South Africa. I want to talk to you this morning about it's a mere stopping interval. Don't get stuck. When we arrived there, I didn't say, well, the plane is broken. It's all over. God is not thinking about us. God does not love me. I'm stuck here forever. Sometimes when there's some things that come against us that doesn't work out 100%, we get stuck there. Turn to the person next to you and say, don't get stuck. It's a mere stopping interval. So let's look at the life of Joseph. Genesis 37 verse 5. Now Joseph had a dream and he told it to his brothers and they hated him even more. Has God ever given you a prophetic picture of the good future that he has planned for you? Where he said you're going to be a ruler, you are called to be a leader. Maybe God has told you that you're going to be a financial channel for the kingdom of God. Maybe God has told you that you're going to touch and change many people's lives, that you have to be an evangelist. You had a dream and you shared it with your brothers and they hated you. They were not happy for you. It happened to Joseph. So be careful who you share your dream with. Now Joseph had a dream and he told it to his brothers and they hated him even more. So he said to them, please hear this dream which I have dreamed. There were binding sheaves in the field. Then behold, my sheave arose and also stood upright. And indeed your sheaves stood all around and bowed down to my sheave. And his brother said to him, shall you indeed reign over us? Or shall you indeed have a dominion over us? So they hated him even more for his dreams and for his words. Then he dreamed still another dream and told it to his brothers and said, Look, I've dreamed another dream. And this time the sun, the moon, and the eleven stars bowed down to me. So he told it to his father and his father and his brothers. And his father rebuked him and said to him, What is this dream that you have dreamed? Shall your mother and I and your brothers indeed come to bow down to the earth before you? And his brothers envied him, but his father kept the matter in mind. Joseph had a divine destiny from a very young age. He saw that vision at the age of 17. As a teenager, God showed him a prophetic picture of his future. In the same way as he had a divine destiny to be a leader, God has got a divine destiny for each one of you. Made you for a purpose and a reason. It means God is in control of your life. Many of you have seen that prophetic picture, the promise that God has given you, but you've not seen the fulfillment of it. Joseph, to reach his full potential and become the leader that God wanted him to be, he had to go through a few 
mere stopping intervals so that God could prepare him and get him ready to be the leader that he wanted him to be. He had the prophetic picture. He had the promise. But God said, even in all of this, you have to go through a few things. I have to prepare you and get you ready. Turn to the person next to you and say, God is still busy with me. So on his way to the throne, to the palace, there was a few stopovers. If you've traveled overseas, sometimes you'll find that you cannot just travel directly to where you want to be. There's a few stopovers. Some stopovers are nice. Other stopovers are not so nice. Turn to the person next to you and say, I've been at a few stopovers that were not so nice. So in Joseph's life, it's, it's almost like God prepared three stopovers. The first stopover was the pit. The second stopover is that he was sold into slavery. And his last stopover before the throne was prison. All those stopovers served a purpose to prepare him, to get him ready for where God was taking him. At the age of 17, when he received the prophetic picture of his future, he was not ready. He was too young. He needed to grow in experience. God had to shape his character. There was maybe still a little bit of pride there, saying, brothers, guess what? I've had a dream. You're going to serve me. Not once, twice. And he had to go into the pit. In this whole process, people lied about him. Potiphar's wife is the reason he ended up in prison. All these things were mere stopping intervals. Turn to the person next to you and say, don't get stuck. Tell them again, say, don't get stuck. It's a mere stopping interval. The biggest mistake that some people make, it's a mere stopping interval. And now you get stuck. Because your focus is on the wrong things. You don't realize that what's happening right now is God just preparing you and shaping you. The difficult thing that you are going through is not to destroy you. It's to shape you. It's there to allow you to get through on the other side much stronger. But sometimes we focus so much on what we are going through, what people are doing to us, that we miss that what God wants to do. In prison, the Lord was training and teaching Joseph. He met all kinds of different criminals. He saw how they operated, how they lied, how they schemed. That when he was a ruler, when they came and they tried to lie and steal and scheme, he could see right through them. He says, I was there. I know how you operate. You're not going to get me. 
When you look back at your life, where you find yourself today, things that are easy is things that God allowed in your life to prepare you. Even David couldn't just kill the giant. He first had to face a lion and a bear. Sometimes I think it would be easier for me to face a giant than a lion or a bear. But even the lion and the bear and the giant was preparing him, mere stopping intervals, for God to take him and prepare him for the throne. Turn to the person next to you say, don't get stuck. It's just a mere stopping interval. So there's lessons that we can learn from Joseph's life. There's lessons that we can learn from Joseph's life. Sometimes you have a prophetic picture, a promise, and now exactly the opposite is happening in your life. God told you you're going to have a child, and now you still don't see a child. God said he's going to bless you financially to be a financial channel, and now your business is not working out. God said he's going to heal you, and now you still have pain in your body. Do you have a promise that God has given you, and after you got the promise, you're seeing exactly the opposite? Turn to that person and say, you at the right time, at the right place. My advice to you is, don't get stuck. It's a mere stopping interval. God is allowing it to shape you and to form you and to get you ready. Family, listen to me. The tougher the challenges, the greater the glory. The tougher the challenges, the greater the glory. The bigger the calling, the greater the preparation. The higher the tree is going to grow, the deeper the roots must be anchored. Because if you're going to be a big tree that's going to grow high, but your roots are not rooted, it's very easy just to push you over. Joseph faced exactly the same thing. He had a promise. I'm going to be a ruler. And now he found himself in a pit. He had a prophetic picture. I'm called for greatness. Now he finds himself in prison. At a time like this, you can say, where is God? Don't step into that trap. Joseph never said, where is God? He said, where is my dream? He said, I might be in the pit, but I know where I belong. I might be in prison, but I know where I belong. He had understanding that what he is going through is just a process to prepare him serves a purpose that even that which is against him, God will turn it around. Turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Isaiah 43. God is in control and he's busy with the process to prepare you. Isaiah 43 verse 2. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they will not overflow you. 
When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you, for I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Most of us, when we read this, we read it. When you get stuck in the waters, I will be with you. And when you get stuck in the rivers, turn to the person and say, don't get stuck. The Bible says go through. Do you know what that means? It's a mere stopping interval. But most of us get stuck. He's saying you're going to go through some tough times sometimes. But I'm going to be with you. I'm going to help you. It's a mere stopping interval. Do you know how people get stuck? What if Joseph in prison said, all my brothers are enjoying the fellowship of our father. They're eating together. They are drinking together. And here I am in prison. What have I done wrong? What have I done to deserve this? And he became bitter and he started complaining and murmuring. He would not have heard the complaints of the fellow prisoners around him. And he would not have been able to meet that need. Remember, it was when he interpreted the dream that opened the door for him into the palace, to the throne. So where you find yourself right now, don't murmur and complain. God is busy working in you. Romans 8 verse 28 says that God is busy very carefully putting everything together, making sure everything works out for the good for all of his servants that love him. David said in Psalm 51, because he has set his love upon me, I will deliver him. The key is in whatever you are going through right now, make sure you remain in love with God. Because it's so easy to say, why me? Why am I going through this? It's a mere stopping interval. Get through it. That which is coming against you, God will use it for you. God is the one that what people intend as evil, he turns it around for good. His brothers intended it for evil, but God turned it around for good. And Joseph became a deliverer, a provider, a leader that touched and changed many lives. The Bible says here, when you are going through tough times, dark times, what is your dark moment that you are facing right now? When you face a dark moment, it should allow something to happen in your heart to draw closer to God. Because even though you face a dark moment, you know joy comes in the morning. When somebody is hungry, they have an urge for food. When somebody is thirsty, they have an urge for water. You'll do anything to get it. When you're going through a tough time, have an urge to be close to God, and you'll see what God will do in your life. Amen? You know, on the same flight that we flew that time, we almost missed our flight. Have you ever had that feeling where they are making the announcement and they're saying, this flight is going to depart now? And you know you still have to run 500 meters to get there. 
It's a mere stopping interval. Otherwise, you can get stuck there. On this flight, the last flight that we got on as we were taking off, the captain said, well done to all of you that's on this flight because there's a storm coming in and all the aircraft will be grounded for at least one week and we miss that storm. Sometimes when we don't move, when we're supposed to move, we get stuck and the storm keeps us grounded that we cannot take off. Don't let bitterness in your heart, offense in your heart, keep you bound and grounded when God wants you to go from where you are to where he wants you to be. Turn to the person next to you say, it's a mere stopping interval. Tell them it's time to smile. It's a mere stopping interval. Don't get stuck. Many people get caught in their struggles. And they don't know there's a purpose for what you are going through. It's preparing you. Prison was preparing Joseph. The pit was preparing Joseph. When you look at your situation, you might say, how can I be sure that my situation will not deceive me? How can I be sure that what I'm facing right now will not take me off track? It's this very simple principle, family. Remember this, that God, whatever you are facing, even if there's evil intent, God can turn it around for good. When you understand that principle that God holds your life in his hands, that he's in control of your life, whatever comes your way, God will give you the strength to see it through, will give you the grace, will give you the strategy and show you what to do. The Bible teaches us, with my God, I can storm a troop, and with my God, I can jump over a wall. The mistake that we sometimes make, we want to storm the wall and try and jump over the troops. That's why you need God's leading and guidance by the Holy Spirit. Who have you found yourself when you were supposed to jump? You thought, no, let me just run, and you ran into a wall. Turn to the person next, you say, it's a mere stopping interval. <laughs> Tell them the righteous will get up. <laughs> Though they fall down seven times, they'll get up again. It's a mere stopping interval. Even if you've made a fatal mistake, and your stopping interval has taken longer than what it should. Get up. Don't get stuck. And allow God to help you to move on. He has not changed his mind concerning you. He still wants to perfect everything concerning you. He still wants you to see that prophetic picture come to fulfillment. And when you get to that place, you will not be bitter with your brothers but you'll love them and you'll bless them. Remember, Joseph said, don't you say, you did this. God did this. God was busy with a salvation plan to help not just my family, but everybody. So what you are going through, what you are going through, God is in control. God is aware of it. He will use it to your advantage. 
the winds that are blowing against you now, keeping you back that you cannot move, God can turn it around right now. And that same wind can fill your sails and cause you to move in the direction that God wants you to go. Amen? Turn to the person next to you and say, God is in control. This is a thing that really challenges people because you might be sitting and say, you've got no idea what I'm going through. That's why I'm letting you preach to each other because there are many people going through the same thing, friends and family that are stuck where something was a mere stopping interval for you to go and minister to them and bring them hope. Amen? Romans 8 verse 28. We are assured and know that God being a partner in their labor, all things work together and are fitting into a plan for good. For those who love God and are called according to His design and purpose. He's busy with a plan. Do you know why it's important to know that God is in control of your life? Because that situation, that challenge, that trouble, whatever you want to call it, that's coming against you. When you understand the purpose of that, that it's a mere stopping interval shaping you and forming you, you will lose the fear of that thing that's coming against you. And when you lose the fear of that thing that's coming against you, you'll be able to move on. Because many times it's the fear of that thing that paralyzes you, that causes you not to move on, and you get stuck. Turn to the person next to you and say, don't fear your situation. It serves a purpose. In the hands of God, even evil can be turned around for good. God is in control of your life. Joseph was destined and called to be a blessing. Although things came against him, people lied about him, he was destined to be a blessing. And he said, I know where I belong. What I'm going through is a mere stopping interval. I'm not going to get stuck in the situation that I find myself in right now. Psalm 23 in the Passion Translation says, Fear cannot conquer me because God has already conquered my heart. Fear cannot conquer me, take control of me because God is the one that's in control of my life. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of the deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your ability is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes place away my fear. I'll never be lonely for you are near. Amen? When you understand that what you're going through serves a purpose, fear will not grip your heart. You'll look at that situation and say, I know you. You're a mere stopping interval. I'm not going to get stuck here with this. I'm moving on to what God has planned for me. Amen? Turn to the person next to you, look them in the eyes and say to them, it's a mere stopping interval. Tell them again, say it's a mere stopping interval. 
When you know that, no situation that comes your way can overwhelm you. Because you know whatever is coming your way, God is in control. It will not overwhelm you. You'll know it's serving a purpose. It's a mere stopping interval. You can move on. You'll see what God will do in your life. 2 Corinthians 4.17 When you know what you are facing is a mere stopping interval, it will not overwhelm you because you'll know whatever is coming against you been challenging you, the trouble, you have this confidence that God will turn it around for your advancement. That that is against you, God will turn it around that it will be for you. Remember Daniel. Daniel. When the king said and made the decree that everybody that does not worship him and bow down to him will be fed to the lions, who was the one praying for Daniel, the very king that said, I'm going to feed you to the lions. When your love is set upon God, even those that are against you will be the ones praying for you, saying that we see what God is doing in this man's life. We need him. They'll be the ones praying for you and fasting for you. Nothing will overwhelm you. That's why Daniel when he heard the decree, he went to his room and prayed and said, thank you, as was his custom. Amen? 2 Corinthians 4 verse 17, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceedingly and eternal weight of glory. Our light affliction, what you are going through, God has not changed his mind that he has planned and predestined glory for you. What you are going through right now is small, light, compared to the glory that God has predestined and planned for you. Amen? You have to embrace this. The prophetic picture that God has given you, you need God to show that to you again so that you can believe it, so that you can hold on to it. Say, precious Father, grant unto me a prophetic picture of the good future that you have planned for me. Grant unto me a prophetic picture of the good future that you have planned for me. Not only to see it, Lord, but to walk in it so that your name can be glorified in me and through me. Help me to see, help me to understand the purpose of all my mere stopping intervals. Help me to see, help me to understand the purpose of the challenges that I'm facing right now. Say, precious Father, help me to see to understand the purpose of the challenges that I'm facing right now. I know you've planned good things for me. Grant unto me, enlighten once again the prophetic picture of the good future that you have planned for me. Help me, Lord, not only to see it, but to walk in it so that your name can be glorified 
in me, in me. and through me, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Give the Lord a hand. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website, www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ. Loving God. Loving people.